This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. I am still living with your girl. Tulsa Oilers football is coming to the Blitz 1170. That's right, the Indoor Football League, Tulsa Oilers, on the football side of things, will be coming your way here on the Blitz 1170. First game coming up on March the 24th. Likelihood of that being right here, it'll be a part of the Blitz family. Uh, Likelihood of that being right here on 1170, uh, rather likely at this point. So stay tuned for that and can't wait for our relationship that we have with them moving forward. I am at O'Brien's this afternoon here until 6 o'clock, 101st and Sheridan, hanging out with Coors Light. You can win a trip to where our next guest is at up in Kansas City to the Midwest Regional on the 24th and 26th. That's tickets, hotel, three nights that we have for you, and some spending cash. Stop by here, sign up at O'Brien's. It's a brand-new bar. It's awesome in here, 19 gigantic televisions. You're not going to miss anything when you come in here. Just opened up at the end of December, and I can't thank them enough for having us out here. Matt, don't let me forget. Don't let me forget. If you have plans for the year 2046, you might want to cancel them because we're in deep, deep trouble coming up in the year 2046. Kind of story that I just read. Uh, with that said, let's hit up the hotline and welcome in Jacob Unruh from the Oklahoma, joining us now from up in Kansas City. What's going on, Jacob? How are you today, man? I am good, fellas. How are you guys? All right, man. Um, I know we're inching closer to some of your food exploits coming up here in a bit. We'll definitely have to dive into some of that. I hope that you've uh, saved room uh, for some of the mighty fine Big 12 team cuisine (laughs) that you have here in a second. (laughs) Um, But let's talk with where we're at right now with Oklahoma State. I, I don't know how to sum it up other than to say it doesn't look good right now, does it, Jacob, with last night's it, performance it, it, and ultimate loss. I, I just I don't even know if there's any drama that's going to be coming up on Sunday or not. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know where to put them. You know, they're the first team out for Lenardi. They're, not, they're the second team out for <clears throat> Jerry Palm. And, um, you know, Arizona State being USC last night was might have been the nail in the coffin for OSU for the tournament purposes. Um, but, you know, if Arizona State loses tonight to Arizona and some other teams fall around the bubble, who knows at this point. Um, it's really kind of too tight to just go one way or the other with them. Um, I think Jerry Palm said he kind of has on his list of uh, who knows what he's going to do with OSU at this point. And so, you know, OSU feels like they did enough to get in. But a te- a win over Texas, or maybe a little more competitive last night, would have been helpful. Yeah. Um, because there's going to be a human factor to this committee, too. And they're going to consider the fact that OSU didn't play well. Um, but I think OSU, you know, also is going to get hurt by the fact that Avery Anderson's out. Chris Harris is hurt now. And the committee's going to look at injuries and go, well, you don't have a full squad right now. Like, you know, do we really want to put you in there on the bubble, even though you know, you're, you're banged up. So, like, that's, that's, a lot of these things are going to factor in for the Cowboys. I'm glad that you phrased it that way because that's the anti of what I have, and I've only been looking at it from, like, a pure number standpoint. But you're, you're right. The committee will factor in the human element of that, which are the injuries, and that might be their saving grace on this. It, it might be. But to your point, though, about maybe having a better showing, um, 
Boy, that game kind of had it all last night, right, Jacob? I mean, a rough start uh, for the Cowboys in general. And just when you thought, surely they, they're not going to start the second half worse than they started the first half. Oh, they did. They, they were able to come out and, and, and play even worse. Uh, elements, again, out-rebounding. That was fine. But the 20 turnovers, just things that you can't do against a team of caliber of Texas. No, and, and there, there's a few factors for that. First, you know, first Texas, you know, you know how bad of a matchup OSU is for OU? Texas is that matchup yeah. for OSU. And yep. it's, just, it's just a terrible matchup. Um, they're so athletic and long um, and capable of, of you know, they're, they're just different than OSU, and it makes it really hard. And then they're, they're the beat-up version of OSU, if you, want, if you want to get technical, I guess. And then – <laughs> fatigue you know it's the second game in 24 hours and their three guards each played 33 or 34 minutes um the night before against OU to win that game and fatigue caught up they didn't have a lot of options on the bench you know might try to get them out of the game but they still had to play over 30 minutes um and that you could tell their legs were dead the shorts were, the, the shots were coming up short and things like that and so th- there's that and that that led to a lot of issues and extra turnovers that's not all fatigue that's just you know just bad um but there's just a lot of factors that went into that it's just you know primarily though i think it's just they're just not a good matchup texas is such a terrible matchup for osu yeah and i mean the both instances that they scored 40 points in a season both of them came against texas which is Mm -hmm. their kryptonite with how they're built i'm still a little bit jacob on this like i'm trying to understand how the last month of the season went and i know the injury point of it uh, a team that does have defensive identity, but, man, the offense just drove off of a cliff at times. And last night was another prime example of that. I think it's probably a combination of everything, but, man, uh, you, you needed that when Avery went down to, to, to kind of kick up another, another level, and it just never happened for him after that moment. No, I mean, Avery was such a huge loss for them. Um, he's the guy they could get downhill, they could create, spread the floor out by being able to get to the rim and, kick out to guys and didn't have that anymore. They didn't have a guy that could go to the basket consistently um, and create that. And it caused the, the floor to kind of, you know, it tighten things up and clog things up when you don't have a guy that could do that. And the offense never, you know, they had the three-game win streak right after Avery got hurt and it was working and teams adjusted. And OSU tried to adjust and it just, it just didn't, didn't ever mesh after that. And um, so that's opponents, some of that's OSU. Um, but, you know, the Avery injury just could not be overstated how much this has really devastated that team. There's no question. Um, <sighs> how, was, how was kind of the, the general mood last night? I know Mike had said, hey, we, we needed to play better on kind of a got-to-have-it night, and that just didn't happen. But seemingly optim, uh, uh, opportunistic Mike from just an overall general view. I, and a head coach is supposed to have that, but I, I sensed a little bit more that he's a firm believer and that their resume speaks for itself. Yeah, you know, they fully believe they, they've done enough to get in. I mean, they look at it and say, look, they won eight games in the Big 12, nine if you include tournament. Um, you know, they, they swept OU uh, in three games. They, they split with West Virginia. They swept Iowa State, a tournament team. Split with West Virginia, a tournament team. Um, swept Texas Tech. Um, you know, split with TCU, a tournament team. Um, they didn't get a win against the top four teams, which is, you know, disheartening if you're looking at numbers and, and their resume case. But, um, you know, a last-second loss at Kansas, um, a last-minute loss at Kansas State, 
things like that, you know, to fight through the injuries, fight through the death of Woody Newton's dad, that he leads the team for a while, you know, things like that. Just all these factors, and but OSU still feels like they did enough. Eight wins in the Big 12 is usually not overlooked. Um, you know, I think Mike said that he believes he's the last time that eight wins he didn't get in. And then the tournament in the Big 12 was his first season when OSU didn't get in and OU got in with seven wins. And so, um, you know, he's, he's banking on that, you know, saying, hey, even point out, hey, they were a game ahead of West Virginia in the standings, and West Virginia's completely in this tournament right now. So, um, you know, they've got a case. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Is this where you have some revisionist thinking, too, or you go back in the woulda, coulda, shouldas, like for a – the, the quad three loss that they have uh, on this. Maybe maybe it looks a, bit, a little bit different if they didn't have a Southern Illinois loss on there. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think if you do that, you're just kind of – you're setting yourself up for failure and just more disappointment because those are things that you can't control now. But you definitely go back and think, man, just what if. Yeah, you know, you can't lose November losses. That one's really hanging over them right now. You know, the, the, the loss to, to UCF isn't hurting them as much as that one. Um, but they, you know, you can't. I mean, that was months ago. It was four months ago at this point. You know, you can't <laughs> can't really delve on that too much. And um, you know, and so I think I think OSU's moved past that. But I feel like they feel like they made up for it with the Big Twelve conference uh, being what it is. And so I think it's going to be interesting on Sunday to see how the committee really thinks of the Big Twelve. All right, inform everyone of what you've got coming up here in fifteen minutes. I know that yeah, uh, we we have uh, we've looked at the photos, <laughs> we've looked at the sampling of cuisine that the Big Twelve has released on yeah. this. Uh, how is this going to work? Are you are you attempting to try one of everything here at the conference? And uh, well, what does the game plan look I've, like? The Big Twelve is setting me up with I think samplings of each. I didn't. I did, they okay. didn't. I don't think I'm getting the full item of each. Um, but yeah. I'm, here in a little bit, I got my way over to the uh, to the other arena, to the back of the men's arena, because I'm at the women's tournament right now. I'm making over to the men's arena and and uh, try a sampling of each of the food items, and I'm gonna I'm gonna write about it and see uh, what okay. I think of everything. Is there one that gives you more pause than the other from the photos that were released from the Big Twelve conference? Because um, no, if I'm, I'm like you, man, I'm, I, well, I'm a, I'm a, the Wabash with that purple, whatever that was on it, made me question a little bit of things. Uh, I understand it's that sometimes cabbage. it's hard to get the, 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 the proper look at it through a photo like that, but, um, yeah. man, better you than me. That's all I can say. I'm glad that, I'll that's, be fine. that I, you're I'm doing it. I like you're, trying crazy foods. You're doing it for the better good of humanity. That's, that's how that's I exactly view right. this, and I'm going to take this. Here. That's right. That's right. And and you know this as a journalist, you'll take a free meal anywhere you can get it, right? That's, <laughs> so, that's also fair, yes. All right. Um, how did you prepare? Have you have you been fasting? Um, do you have, <laughs> had the, very uh, do you have the Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> no, I've had a few breakfasts, you know, just a few nibbles of breakfast. I had a few little pretzel bites earlier, but that's about it. I'm I'm ready. Okay. All right. Well, we will we will be looking for a uh, full report from you. Can't wait to read about it. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up. You say you're making your way back from the women's game. Uh, what a finish that that was! And good on Oklahoma State for just finding a way. I I can't believe that that ball actually went in. It hung on the rim forever. I thought it was going to fall off. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually timed it. It was actually only hanging on the rim for 0.2 because it bounced multiple times. It's hard to see, 
but it bounced multiple times. <laughs> it was ridiculous, and it just was there. Yeah. And so uh, that, I'd never seen a shot like that before. It was a really big win for the Cowgirls. Um, they were already in the tournament, but this just is a resume builder and, um, and momentum builder. No doubt at all. Jacob, have fun, man. I appreciate you taking a few moments to come on with us, and uh, best of luck coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. All right, thanks. All right, that's Jacob Unruh joining us here on the Blitz 1170. See, Matt, when he dropped the line, ah, it's just cabbage, not have to worry about it. That is a different-looking cabbage than that, – because that didn't look like some nice, fresh, sliced-up, chopped version of cabbage. That looked like you were to put a TCU horn frog in a blender and hit and hit level three. No. And that the purple goo that came out would be what they were spreading <laughs> on top of the Wabash dog. <laughs> Am I wrong in that? That did not look like nice, fresh sliced cabbage. Hearty, good natured purple with lots of nice nutrients in it. No, 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 no. That looked like the slime that my daughter makes at school and comes home with. Either way, I'm, I'm not excited. wrong in this, right? No, you're not. I'm excited to read the report. Watch the Wabash Dog just I be like a 10 out of 10 and just be an amazing item. I didn't want to go overboard because, you know, some people have, you know, problems with seeing certain things while they're eating or talking about certain subjects. So I didn't want to drop the the Wabash dog looks like doo-doo on a bun to me. Well, no, because then you, you would ruin his experience. On the phone. Exactly. I don't need me influencing what his opinion of the cuisine is going to be. What, and the, and the Big 12's to a point where they can't even pony up for a full for a full meal for Jacob? They can only give him, like... Little bits and pieces, little samplings. Well, here's the thing, Pop. There's, Crazy. There's ten items, so it just makes sense to cut it up into little segments. And I mean, that's a full meal if you just cut it up into ten segments. So someone sent me a note and said it's red cabbage. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It said that it's wonderful. Listen, I judge things off of how they look. You might tell me it's wonderful the entire time, but that looked like purple nonsense that you slapped onto a bun of wolf brand chili. No offense to those that like wolf brand chili, but wolf brand chili on a hot dog that's been soaking in water for like four years is what the photo looked like. So, yes. Uh, Not great, buddy. Not great at all. All right, let's take a timeout. We're live from O'Brien's. Kobe Daniels will join us next. Uh, Matt, when we come back, I have some audio from Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet the other night after one of the Raptors games said what everyone wants to say about officials. He opened it up with going, I know I'm going to get a fine on this and I don't care. And then proceeded to drop bomb after bomb after bomb on the officials. (coughs) I want to play it. Because I'm trying to remember the last time I heard someone go that hard on officials. We'll do that when we come back live from O'Brien's at 101st and Sheridan here on the Blitz 1170. Hanging out with our friends from Coors Light. Giving you a chance to win a trip to Kansas City to see the Midwestern Regional. That includes tickets, three nights stay at a hotel, and also some spending cash for you. 
Stop by here and see us. We're here until 6 on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.